Our lesson tonight is Moses and the wilderness wanderings leading others, leading others. Trusting and following God is a course that must be actively chosen. You just don't follow the Lord by accident, do you? It's a choice. You got to make that choice to follow him. It's not going to just happen. I don't know if you ever heard of George Simpson. George Simpson was the president, the leader, the CEO of the Hudson's Bay Company back in the 1800s. And he was a man who uh, basically, he traveled from post to post. And he had a team of uh, canoe, you know, back then they traveled by canoe and they followed the, the rivers and lakes and portages. And one year he needed to get all the way from York Factory. I don't know if you know where that is. York Factory is on the coast of Hudson's Bay in the province of Manitoba, just under Churchill. And that's, a, that's one of their posts. And he was residing there and he needed to go all the way to the Pacific coast. Uh, and he did that trip. And it, the purpose of that trip was to go from post to post and he was to do a reconnaissance trip, just going and finding out how they could do things better. They were losing money. And there was some, uh, so they had to go and find out what was wrong and how to make things better. And he personally himself went on that trip and he made it from that location on Hudson's Bay all the way to the mouth of the Columbia River, which is today Oregon, okay? He made it in 80 days, 80 days. It was a record at that time, but just traveling from place to place and going there. And uh, it's kind of interesting. You read all the things they went through and all the uh, going through the mountains. It was quite interesting. But it, over time, he traveled. When he finally got back to eastern Canada, uh, part there in the, in the next year, he had traveled 5,000 miles, 5,000 miles. And that was by canoe <laughs> and, uh, and maybe a little bit of horseback as well. But he did, but they traveled uh, that way. And uh, you can imagine all the things they might have gone through and uh, to do that. Let me ask you this question. When it comes to following the Lord, do you walk by faith or do you walk by sight? Walk by faith or do you walk by sight? You know, you don't have to be a Christian very long before you realize that in order to follow the Lord, you got to walk by faith. It's important. It's a must to walk by faith because if you walk by sight, uh, you're going to get off track. You're going to get lost very quickly. And you know, there's a blessing, isn't there, to walking by faith. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's exciting and can be nerve-wracking sometimes, but there's always a blessing when we walk by faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. You know, the Christian life, someone said, is a series of times of trouble and times of blessing. You're going to go through different stages, right? You're going to go through time of some troubles in your life, and then you'll go through some times of blessing and, and, and back and forth. Well, in that context, if you think about this, we're thinking about Israel, right? Israel is uh, 
is going to go through a time. They've come, they've come out of a time of trouble. They've, they've been freed from slavery. They've come out of that troublesome time. And God wants to lead them into the time of blessing. He wants, to, he wants to get them over into the land of Canaan so they can enjoy the blessings that he has prepared for them. But the problem is the between time. And we're going to find out tonight that they just didn't do very well in the between time. And from getting from those troubling times to those blessing times, uh, they made a big mistake. And they had to pay for that. And they spent quite a while in the wilderness. And you know, in our life, sometimes we can't be too hard on Israel, can we? Uh, we can kind of criticize them a little bit and condemn them a little bit and, and look at them and say, you bunch of idiots. <laughs> but are we any better? Are we? Uh, we all get off track sometimes, don't we? Sometimes we get lost. And that's what happened to Israel. All right, they, they just didn't walk by faith like they should have. And that's what we're going to see here tonight. So I have three responses to the spies' reconnaissance in the land of Canaan. So let's look at these here this evening. Uh, point number one, we see the report of the spies. The report of the spies. Of course, you know the story of Numbers chapter 13 and all that took place. And we see here that uh, God had sent, when you read, when you read th chapter 13, it kind of sounds like it was God's idea to send the spies into the land of Canaan. If you read that passage, the first part of the passage, it kind of sounds like God said, go do it. But we find out in Deuteronomy chapter 1 that Moses says it was the people's idea. And so we find out it wasn't necessarily God's idea. It was the people's idea to go and have a reconnaissance of the land and bring back a report for them. It was God who said, go take the land. So the question is, why would God do that? Why would God allow them to go and to view the land and get a report of the land when he knew what was going to happen? Why would he allow that? That's a good, you know, I thought of that myself. Why would God do that? And I think it was a test. I think God was testing Israel. And he was testing their faith. Would they, would, would Israel take the word of God and believe it? Or would they take the word of the spies over his word? And I think it was a bit of a test. That's what we see here tonight, don't we? That they did, they, they should have trusted God's word. When, he, when God says you can take the land, they should have just cut, took it, but they didn't. And that's what we see here this evening because we find out that when the, sky, when the spies returned back from their, their reconnaissance, uh, they, didn't have, they, had a, they had a half a good report, but they didn't have a full good report. And notice we pick up the story here in chapter 26. I'm sorry, verse 26, chapter 13, verse 26. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Gadesh and brought back word unto them unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sent us, 
and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and it, this is the fruit of it. So let's stop there. The, 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 we see letter A, the spies surveyed the land. They went, they were on a the survey trip for 40 days. And they started in the south, and they went to the north of Israel, and they you know, did their survey and came back. And in 40 days, they were back at the camp. And they had gathered all their information, and even they had brought back fruit from the land to show how fruitful the land was. So they surveyed the land. Letter B, the spies gave their recommendation. They gave their recommendation. And what did they recommend? Well, number one, you can write this down. You can write down, they reported on the fruit of the land. They reported on the fruit of the land. That's what we see here in verse 27. They say, this is indeed a land that floweth with milk and honey which that's what God said. God had told him that. Way back in Exodus chapter three, he said to Moses, I'm gonna bring you to a land flowing with milk and honey. So it was exactly what God had said. Everything was there. The, fruit, the, the land was fertile. It was good for raising crops. It was good for raising cattle. It was a, a, a land that was abundant uh, for them. But they also gave another report, and they reported on the people of the land. Notice it says in verse 28, Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. So here's one report. Ten spies say the land is full of mighty people. And they even said later they are giants in the land and they were some of them were we know that from history that there were giants there but they were uh, to, to for them they seemed overwhelming and they even said that they they felt so overwhelmed by these people that they said they make us feel like grasshoppers all right in their size in facing them but uh, so that was the report they had yes the land is good but the people are fierce and great but it was Joshua and Caleb who wanted the nation to immediately they wanted Israel no let's don't stop let's don't let's go in let's take the land as God said that we can and unfortunately uh, the, the Joshua and Caleb were over they were over ruled by the people thank you they were overruled by them and their the people didn't listen to them they listened to the 10 spies what was the difference what was the difference in those spies well you know when i learned to drive school bus many years ago uh 10 years well, probably 15 years ago now um they had these rules for us to drive the bus 
Uh, they call them the Smith system. I don't know if you ever heard of that before, the Smith system. And there's five rules that they gave you just to help you, you know, keep your mind focused and to keep you from getting to a situation that you might get into some trouble. And one of them, I won't give you all five of them. I don't know if I could remember them. But anyways, one of them was aim high. Aim high. The idea is that uh, you know, you've got to look far down the road, right? You're looking far down the road because you want to see uh, as far as you can see down the road to see what's happening because uh, there could be an accident there or something going on or whatever, and you do, if you can bypass that or avoid that, that could save you a lot of trouble because buses are big and they don't maneuver like a car. So you want to watch out for that. And so they said to aim high. I think the difference... And these spies, Joshua and Caleb, aimed high. I think they, they, had, they had a perspective that, you know, God, if God says we can do it, we can do it. And those other ten spies, they didn't have that perspective. They were, they were looking, they weren't aiming high. They were, they were looking at the enemy, and they couldn't see God overruling and sometimes that happens, doesn't it? Where we get so focused on the obstacle that we don't see God. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves, just like if you're driving down the road and you need to keep focused on what's ahead of you, you've got to keep focused on God and keep your eyes on Him because it's so easy, isn't it, to just uh, lose that focus, that perspective, and all of a sudden, before you know it, you're right in the middle of it. <laughs> And that's, that's important. But I think that was the difference. They had a better perspective, and we need that perspective as well. Yeah. And so if we're not careful, we can be just like these 10 spies that, had that, that really should have had a better perspective in their life. So that was the report of these spies. And then we go to point number two, the revolt of the people. The report of the spies, now we see point number two, the revolt of the people you know later in time when Joshua was before the people and he was kind of giving a history of these events all right he was kind of telling the people tell because this was a new generation right this was the generation that came through the wilderness and they're the ones that were going to enter and conquer the land so they weren't around or they were if they were they were very young when these events took place and so Joshua was reminding them in chapter 14, verse 8, he said to them, my brethren that went up with me, those 10 spies, right? Those 10 spies made the heart of the people melt. What, did, what does that mean? It means it just so discouraged them. I mean, they just lost all faith. They melted. And they couldn't hold up. They had no constitution they had no faith to trust God in his word and that's what happened and we see here letter a we see the people murmured when they heard that report they got angry and they they, they said some interesting things and notice in verse 1 it says and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and the people wept that night and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, 
would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God we had died in this wilderness? So if you're taking notes, number one, they wished for death. They wished for death. Oh, it would be better to be dead to be in this situation, what we're facing now. That's pretty extreme, isn't it? I mean, that's an extreme response that they had. Number two, if you're taking notes, notice it says in verse three, and wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey, were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. The second wish they had is they wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to go back to that old way of life, that slavery, that, you know, what they were living before. After God had freed them and done so much for them, they just wanted to go, go away. Well, they were afraid. They were filled with fear. That report that they brought back filled those people with fear that it brought about this, this extreme response from these dear people. And they just wanted to die or they wanted to go back to Egypt. You know, they weren't like David, were they? You know, David had learned in a time of fear, that's when you need to trust the Lord. He said in Psalm chapter 56, verse 3, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's a good verse. Amen. Good verse to remember. To remember that. When we're afraid, that's the time. You know, it's easy to trust God in the good times, right? Yeah. When things are going well and everything's great, that's the, that's the easy time. But what happens when times go bad? Amen. That's the time we got to kind of give ourselves some strength and fortitude and say, I'm going to trust the Lord. Yeah. And Israel's learning, but they haven't gotten there yet. So the people murmured. We also see the people threatened. They're not only a, a, a scared people, they're an angry people. Notice it says in verse 6, And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. They wanted to kill them. They did not like that word of truth because they were speaking the truth, weren't they? They were, they were speaking by faith. They were, re what were they rehearsing? They were rehearsing the word of God. God had told them they could take it. God had told them he would be with them. But the people didn't like the truth. And they didn't want to hear the truth so much so that they were going to stone him, stone them. You know, I remember Paul, the apostle. 
he was on Mars Hill preaching one day and he was talking about the Lord, trying to give these dear people the gospel. And he talked about that unknown God that they had and he was gonna reveal this unknown God to them. It was Jesus Christ, the Lord. And they were listening until he mentioned the resurrection. And when he started talking about the resurrection, they stopped him. They said, no, we don't wanna hear about that. They didn't wanna hear the truth. They didn't wanna go there. And they just put him off. And you know, that's gonna happen to us sometimes, isn't it? When we speak the truth. When we're trying to witness or tell someone about the Lord, tell them what the the Bible says, tell them to, to show them the way of God Don't be, you know, we can expect that may happen. People are not going to want to hear the truth. They're not going to listen to that. And we'll have to deal with that understanding that it happens sometimes. And then we see point number three, the response of God. How did God respond to these dear people? Well, letter A, God gave a pronouncement. He gave them a pronouncement. Notice it says in verse 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me? For all the signs which I have showed among them, I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. (laughs) God's not too happy. He's threatening to take them, to kill them by pestilence. Go to down to verse 22. This is the Lord speaking again in verse 20. It says, the Lord said, down to verse 22, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these 10 times and have not hearkened to my voice, Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. So there's, there, there's uh, God's judgment upon them. They're not gonna go into the land of Canaan. Go down to verse 28. Say unto them, True, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from the twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. And it goes on to talk about how, you know, God basically said, for the number of days they were surveying the land God said that'll be the number of years you will spend in the wilderness and that's exactly what happened from the beginning to the end uh, they would it would be 30 uh, 30 uh, from that point on it would be 38 years given a total of time they've already been there of 40 years in the wilderness and that's exactly what happened But you know, even though God judged them very harshly and chastened them for their sin, God didn't abandon them. And that's what we see here. God promised his providential care for them. Even though they were being judged, God would still take care of them. He just did not leave them uh, on their own. Notice it says in verse 20, let's go back to chapter 14. 
And verse 20, And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. Of course, Moses prayed for them, and God would not kill them by a pestilence. He spared their lives. And then we see in the same chapter, in verse 30, Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun, but your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. And so God says, even though you're not going to enter the land, your children will. All right? Because you were afraid, and uh, you kind of blamed them. <laughs> you know, you kind of used them for an excuse. And, but they're the ones who will go into the land. So even when Israel faced harsh discipline for their, their lack of faith, God still supplied their needs. You know, they had no lack of food. They had no lack of water. They had no lack of clothes. And they had no lack of shoes. Everything they needed was provided for them. Even though they were not honorable and they did not follow him wholly. You know, I think that speaks for us today, doesn't it? God is good to us. Amen. Even when we fail, even when we abandon God, even when we chose to leave and go our own way, God never forsakes us. Amen. And aren't you thankful God always allows us to come back? Amen. And he always accepts us too. We have an accepting God. And what a wonderful Savior that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. So in conclusion tonight, our choice of living by faith and our willingness to trust God will often make the difference between the wilderness experience and a milk and honey experience. Meaning, you know, if we'll just, if we'll follow God, if we'll follow by faith and trust Him, walking by faith and not by sight, we can have a better transition from those times of trouble to those times of blessing. Just learning to walk by faith. And that's the lesson we can learn from Israel. Let's understand that we need to see the obstacles that we face through the eyes of God. Let's realize the influence of our attitude also does have an effect on those around us. You know, those 10 spies, only 10, had affected basically over a million people. <laughs> so 10 had a great influence. And we think today, what about one? How much influence do we have? And who are those people? We may not even understand, we may not even know the influence we have on those around us. So it's so important that we have a good attitude when it comes to walking by faith and following the Lord. And let's decide to be an encouragement in the lives of those around us. Let's encourage people. Uh, let's be like Joshua and Caleb. Let's be an encouragement. Uh, it's so easy to be like the others, the ten. That's just the flesh. But it takes, an, uh, it takes a, to, uh, uh, the ability to walk in the spirit to be an encourager and encourage others to walk by faith. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you again. We pray that you would bless our time in prayer tonight. And Lord, as we pray for one another and encourage one another, and Lord, just help us as a church and even individually here tonight to walk by faith and to uh, just to realize that we have a great God and uh, he never calls us to do something we can't do. So Father, bless us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.